Welcome to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually, these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend. But on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love people, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll stick around because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Hi friends, welcome to episode 30. I hope you're having a great week. Thanks as always for making us a part of your day and for your continued support through sharing the show. We have a special treat this week. We are excited to introduce you to a new friend who just launched a brand new apostolic podcast. I am always excited to hear about a new podcast to add to my queue, and this one is going to be great. Ricky Estrada is a graduate of Texas Bible College and a licensed minister in the United Pentecostal Church International. He's just launched The Threshing Floor, a podcast that shares a similar mission and vision to ours here at Good Question. I'm excited to subscribe and listen to The Threshing Floor, so I invited him to come tell us all about it. And after our chat, stay tuned for a sneak peek of his first episode. Ricky Estrada, welcome to Good Question. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you today about a new project, a new podcast that you are launching soon. But before we start talking about that, I'd love to hear a little bit about who you are. So can you introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Yes. My name is Ricky Estrada. I was born and raised in Texas. I graduated from Texas Bible College in 2019. That is where I met my beautiful wife, Hannah. We got married right before our senior year of college, and we've been married for three years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. We're now serving at my local church and we're helping out wherever we're needed. I am a second generation Pentecostal. I am an avid reader and I also do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I work for the Fort Worth and I am also a wedding and family photographer. I also just started a podcast. Wow. Well, that's really cool that you have so many varied interests. I like that because it gives you a wide variety of experiences to pull from, which I think is always really cool um, when we're talking about ministry and, you know, just connecting with people. So that's really, really neat. Yes. So you said you live in Fort Worth. Yes, ma'am. Okay. As you mentioned, you are launching a podcast. So I have obviously also have a podcast and I am a big podcast fan. So I'm always just curious to hear people's stories of how they get started. So what made you decide that you wanted to start a podcast? I also uh, got introduced to podcasts by my wife. I loved it. I fell in love with listening to podcasts on my free time while I was driving and going to work or doing other extra activities. And I just wanted to start a podcast because I wanted to give hope to those that feel as if there is no hope. I like to be able to encourage someone that is on the edge of giving up on Mm -hmm. themselves or on God. Uh, I want to remind people that we don't have to be perfect to serve God. Mm -hmm. I want to to reach those that have been washed up by the wayside 
the ones that feel forgotten and the people that are just trying to make it another day. I really like that. That's a big reason why I also started a podcast. I, like you, I was a big fan of listening to podcasts and I myself received so much hope and encouragement from the things that I was listening to as a brand new mom that it just was a a medium that I felt like was so impactful for me because it's so, it can be so personal, right? Like you're just, you're in your car, like you said, or you're, for me, I was, you know, taking care of a baby at home by myself and you have these voices in your ear that are speaking life and encouragement and hope to you. And um, I really, like you, I wanted to be one of those voices out there, uh, specifically in the apostolic um, world, because I didn't see a lot of that happening at the time whenever I started listening to podcasts. It's happening more and more. And um, so whenever I see it happening more, I get excited about it, which was why when I came across your social media accounts, I was excited to see another apostolic podcast launching. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about the title of your new podcast is going to be The Threshing Floor. Yes. The the reason I I wanted to name it The Threshing Floor is because it is mentioned many times in the Bible. It's the, the process of separating the grain from the chaff and removing all the bad from the good. Eventually, the grain and used for different purposes. The the different levels of the threshing floor were is where the grain gets more purified the further it goes through the process mm-hmm. until it there is no chaff or pest or dirt in it. The reason I name the podcast the threshing floor is because of the biblical symbolism that it has behind it. God puts people through the threshing floor process to remove bad things out of our lives and to bring the good that was always there. I believe the threshing floor is a place of revelation and transformation. It is where God reveals to us the impurities that are in our lives. We have to let him sift those things out. We have to let God shake us out of our comfort. Hmm. Yeah, that's such um it's such a powerful metaphor and one that's not comfortable for us, right? Yeah. I know I didn't list this in, in the questions that I gave you, but do you have some examples, if they're not too personal, um, of things in your own life that you feel like have been the Lord taking you through a threshing process? Um, yes. Like God has worked on me with forgiving people. Mm. Um, I think many of us kind of struggle with that. Where, where if we get hurt, we want to hurt that person the exact same way they hurt us mm-hmm. or no, not less the exact same way they hurt us. <laughs> and so we, I have, I have to learn how to, to forgive those people. I have to learn that they aren't the way they are or they did the thing they did because of no reason. You know, we're right. not the person that we are a hundred percent ourselves. We, we had to learn that from someone, you know, it's not our fault that we're completely the person that we are. Yeah. So, the, we we had to learn to hurt somebody, you know, yeah. And we have to learn how to forgive from someone which is God. Yeah, it's it's like that phrase um, that hurt people hurt people, right? So when exactly. someone is doing something to us, it's easy to look at it from our perspective and feel even justifiably sometimes like you know, like I was wronged and this person did something wrong to me. But when we can stop and try to think about, okay, well, what's happening in their life that's making them 
treat people this way, you know? There's usually, there's almost always something behind it that will make you have compassion for that person, um, at least on some level. And as Christians, of course, we should be trying to find that compassion and and that forgiveness because we've been forgiven so much. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I like that. Well, like I said, I came across your your information, your social media account, and went and clicked over to listen to your trailer. And it's really funny because my husband and I were just in the living room and I just, I clicked on it and just started playing it. And uh, he was doing something else across the room. And as we were listening, we both just like kept looking at each other and I was like, wow, wow, wow. So many of the things that you are saying in the, just in the five minute trailer, I was like, this guy is on the same page that we are on as far as what the Lord is asking him to use this podcast to speak to. And there Mm -hmm. were two phrases in the trailer that I'd like to just love to chat with you about a little bit more. And the first one, you said, the Holy Spirit is not the cure-all answer. And I think as apostolics, that could come across to a lot of people as a shock. (laughs) Like, wait, what? The Holy Spirit is not a cure-all answer? The Holy Spirit is our whole thing, right? Like this is the whole thing that we preach and teach and rightfully so. Tell me a little bit more about why you say the Holy Spirit is not the cure-all answer. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, as apostolics and four Pentecostals, like you never want to talk bad about the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Well, I actually preached preached this one time and I just wanted to capture the attention of, of the audience. But also I was basically speaking on my experience Mm. receiving the Holy Spirit. But I want to start off by the Holy Spirit is necessary for salvation, but the Holy Spirit will not stop you from messing up. Mm. If I can be honest, the, the Holy Ghost didn't fix my broken home that I had to go to after after service. The Holy Ghost didn't fix my drunk father that was at home. Mm. In my innocent mind, I, I really thought that everything was going to get better around me after receiving the Holy Ghost, then I soon realized that the Holy Ghost didn't stop me from messing up either. And then the enemy began to put doubt in my heart. And the enemy tried to convince me that the Holy Ghost did not have enough power to change me. What was the difference? I always ask myself, what was the difference between me and those preachers that would testify after receiving the Holy Ghost for the first time? And they never turned back to the world ever again. There was confusion and discouragement in myself because there wasn't no clarification. Mm. I had to learn the hard way that the Holy Ghost wasn't going to make me serve God for the rest of my life because that's not how God works. Mm. God gave humanity free will. This is the reason why a new convert might accidentally curse even after he received the Holy Ghost. Maybe they might say something hurtful to someone, but... God is a gentleman. He will never force someone to love him or worship him. The power to choose is the greatest privilege God gave humanity. What greater evidence of knowing that someone loves you, not because they force you to, but but because you decided to. Yeah. Every day we wake up and we're presented with Barabbas and Jesus, and we have to choose who we want. It's just like another relationship. And I, I kind of refer it almost to... The first few weeks of mine and my wife's marriage, our schedule was crazy. And uh, my wife and I were trying to find a rhythm. And we we're so tired 
we had a pretty decent excuse to skip church, or at least that's what, what we told ourselves. But at that moment, I realized that mom and dad weren't going to make, make me go to church. Mm. And then I also realized that my wife couldn't even make me go to church. I realized that in that moment, how the enemy attacks newlywed couples with just these ideas that we slowly lose our holiness standards because it all comes down to choice. The Holy Ghost isn't going to make all the choices of your life. Yeah. So we have to get to the point where we can make those choices for ourselves, right? I think that happens yes. in the life of every every person who, especially people who have grown up in the church, you get to a point where, like you were saying, maybe it's when you're first married. For me, it was when I moved away for college where like you, you wake up on a Sunday morning and you're like, oh, right. Like no one's going to know whether I'm there or not. You know what I mean? Like I was in a new place at a yeah. new church and my parents weren't going to be there. And if I didn't go, no one was going to say anything to me. And that for me, I went through a kind of a process where I'm so thankful that the, this is a word people don't like to, to use when it comes to church attendance, but that the habit of going to church was so deeply ingrained in me from a lifetime of going every week. Because as I did have to wrestle within myself to come to like, okay, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And what is mine? You know, what's my decision? I was exactly. still attending every week because it was, it just felt so weird to me not to. Mm -hmm. And that I, I thank God and I thank my parents for instilling that faithfulness into me because that kept me through those times when in my mind, in my heart, I really wasn't sure what I was doing or what I wanted for my life. But thankfully, I stayed connected. Uh, but it, it it happens differently for all of us when we have to, there comes a point where we have to draw the line and say, this is what I'm doing. And it's my decision. It's not because of what I was taught or how I was raised or anything like that. I'm going to do what the Spirit is prompting me to do. But like you said, the Spirit's not going to force you to do anything. Yes. It's just a, a commitment that we have to make every day mm -hmm. with God. Because sometimes we wonder why why people backslide. Mm. Because they, they, we all make a choice. We do. And I think what you're saying about that sometimes when we come into, the, into a relationship with God, when we first receive the Holy Spirit, there can be that expectation that suddenly it's just going to be a snap of a finger and everything will change. Yes. And whenever we realize that that's not the case, that, that receiving the Holy Ghost is the very first step in a lifetime of being, you know, refined and and shaken, like you said, to, to get out all the impurities. When we realize that for the first time, it can be disillusioning and we can feel like, well, th this wasn't what I thought it was. And so people can turn and walk away from it. And so I'm thankful for things like your podcast where bringing this to the light for people. So it's not such a shock, for example, when they get the Holy Ghost and they still have a tendency towards a certain sin or, the, or that addiction isn't completely just like wiped away immediately. Mm -hmm. You also talked about in the trailer that as the church, we're, we are reaching out and trying to reach a broken world that needs healing. But one of the things that you said was, how can we reach the world when the body of Christ cannot heal itself. And that was such a powerful statement to me. Talk to me a little bit more about where you've seen the body of Christ unable to heal itself. Well, the reason I mentioned 
I mentioned that is the phrase, how, how can the world if the body of Christ cannot itself? Because sometimes it's hard for us to forgive people. Like, mm-hmm. like we said previously, especially those that are in our, our own church, but it's, it shouldn't be surprising or at least to me that believers after knowing the truth, they know they're the ones that, that judge the hardest. Mm. We've heard the phrase, why would we expect to be treated better than Jesus? And in our minds, we, we kind of think, well, they're referring to the world. Why should the world be any different? But, but it wasn't the worldly people that, that crucified Jesus. It was the religious ones. It mm. was the ones that, that knew the I love a, a message that T.F. Tenney preached. He preached about the adulterous woman and how the men brought her to the, to the feet of Jesus, believing that they brought her brought her to fulfill the law. He also talked about the Ark of the Covenant and the content it had within it. And inside the, the Ark was a manna, rod of Aaron, and the Ten Commandments. He asked, what was on top of the Ark? It was a lid with the ch- two cherubims, also known as a CC. He, his, his main point of his sermon was that mercy is above the law. What those men didn't realize was that they brought the woman to the mercy seat. Mm. No one knows what Jesus wrote that day on the sand, but Jesus could have documented it and kept record of it. He could have wrote it somewhere else, but instead he wrote it in the sand because it was just easy to write it. And, and just as easy as it was to write it, it would be easy for the next gust of wind to face it. Mm. Just like every sin, Jesus Christ wants to erase our sin just as easy as it is to as a gust of wind to blow away whatever we wrote in that, that day the church must be able to forgive one another and love one another we must be able to forgive ourselves too the bible says to love our neighbor as ourselves and sometimes we find ourselves not being able to love ourselves because we can't forgive ourselves though christ has already forgiven us we have to make sure that that we're not wounded but instead broken. I like what my pastor, how my pastor explained it to us. He said, a wounded dog will, will bite you if you get near it, but mm-hmm. a broken dog will let you come near and pet him. And like we said before, hurt people hurt people. And this is why we have to take care of the body of Christ. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really key. Uh, we had an earlier episode of our show where we talked about shame and how so many people in the church full of the Holy Ghost are still struggling with shame and still repenting over and over of sins that they committed in the past that have already been forgiven, that are already under the blood, but we can't let it go. And whenever we have that view of ourselves, even while we are professing to other people, right, that God loves you and he'll forgive you of anything, but we feel like, but I should have known better or I should have done better eventually that way that we treat ourselves becomes the way we start to treat other people. Because if I should have known better, you know, you've been on the pew beside me all these years, so you should know better too. So if you mess up, I have no compassion or mercy for you either because I don't have any for myself. And it becomes, like you said, a, a judgmental and a hypocritical environment where because we aren't healed, we're taking bites out of each other and completely negating any work that the Spirit is trying to do. 
So I think it's mm-hmm. really, I think it's really important as moms, a phrase, I've heard this over and over and over and over again, <laughs> to the point where it's almost a cliche, but they talk about how um, on an airplane, they'll tell you, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first before you go to help someone who needs help. And mm-hmm. I've heard that over and over, like directed to moms, like you, you can't give and give and give to your kids without stopping to take care of yourself. And I think that's true to a certain extent, but I also think that it's important that as parents, as a spouse, and especially in ministry and in the church, we have to make sure we're healthy and that we have a healthy view of God and a healthy view of forgiveness and mercy in order to be able to pour that out for someone else. Exactly. We cannot give what has not been given to us. Or what we haven't accepted, right? Yeah. Like if God's trying to give it to us, but we're refusing to accept it. <laughs> then yeah, we, Then exactly. we don't have it to give. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all tied back in. And I think that there are people who could hear us say that and think that that sounds like a very selfish message. You know, focus on yourself, focus on being healed. Mm-hmm. It's not about focusing on yourself just for your own betterment. It's because we have a commission and we have, we, we have um, a calling that God has placed on us as the church to reach the lost. And we have to be in the best position possible to be able to do that. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I, I, like I said, I could, I could probably just ramble and ramble about this all day because it's, I think it's so key and so important that we remind ourselves as the church that just having the Holy Ghost isn't going to suddenly fix everything and that there is still work for us to do to grow and to mature. And so I'm excited to see what kind of uh, topics you cover on those subjects to kind of help people on that path. So can you tell me, give us kind of a sneak peek, what are some of the episode ideas, topic ideas that you're planning to cover on the threshing floor? Well, I would like to cover topics on just everyday life. Basically, how to live as a Christian outside of church, mm. like how to be Christian and keep your faith in a secular workplace mm-hmm. or how to keep your faith when you have to go back home to a family that doesn't serve God mm. or, or believe in God or maybe shuns you or makes fun of you f- for serving God. I know some of these topics may not be so profound for some people, but in reality, there are some people out there that are having to go through this every single day. And mm-hmm. I know that these podcasts will, will help those people. I would like to hear people's testimonies to encourage those that there is some that there is nothing that this world can offer us that is better than Jesus Christ. I hope to encourage someone to give God a second chance or remind the prodigal son to come back home and hopefully to challenge believers to keep growing in the Lord. I love that because, you know, you said it might not seem profound to a lot of people, but I think that that tends to be one of the problems that we, that perpetuates the misunderstanding in the church is that we jump right into the profound things and we skip over the basics. And mm-hmm. so I think that's really important because it, it can help us to keep from being disillusioned. You know, one of our goals here is to, is to help people feel like they're not alone. And so I can... I can foresee so many people tuning in to listen to your podcast and saying, oh, I'm so glad someone's talking about this because I thought I was the only one. You know, I thought I was the only one that got the Holy Ghost and didn't feel like everything immediately changed. When in reality, that's the case for all of us probably, but 
we're not talking about it. <laughs> and so Exactly. And so I'm I'm really excited that you've that you're stepping up to talk about those things. I think I agree with you. It's really going to be a blessing to a lot of people. Thank you. Well, tell us then about when your first episode will be out, where where people can find you to listen and all the details. Well, I've I've been working on my first episode and I'm planning to launch it by this week. Uh I will be talking about my testimony and my journey that I went through to find the Holy Ghost. Um, you can listen to The Threshing Floor uh, on several podcasts, um, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, and be soon to be on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow my Instagram page, The Threshing Floor Podcast. I will be posting updates when the next episode is available. Fantastic. We will make sure we have links for everybody to be able to follow to get over to your social media and also to the places where they can listen. And I will be subscribing to listen and excited to hear it when it comes out. Like I said, I'm thrilled to have more apostolics starting podcasts at all, because whenever I first started listening, (laughs) there weren't very many apostolic podcasts. So I love the fact that there are getting to be more and more every day. And then just to have you talking about these important topics, I think it's going to be really great. Yes. So our final question of our show is always the same. Our show is called Good Question. So we like to ask our guests, what's a good question that you're asking yourself lately? Well, I was trying to find a a silly one or a serious one. (laughs) But I I finally decided just to give the, the question that I've been asking myself for a while. And that is what? What am I doing today to better myself and in return, increase the kingdom of God? That is something that we should all be thinking about every day. That's a good challenge for us to mull over. What are we doing today to better ourselves in the kingdom of God? Well, Ricky, I'm so excited um, to have had you on. I appreciate you spending some time with me to tell me about this project I encourage all of our listeners to go and subscribe and listen by the time this episode airs on our show. It sounds like you'll have your first podcast out there for people to go listen to. So like I said before, we'll make sure we have links for all of that. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Hello, and welcome back to The Threshing Floor. This is your host, Ricky Estrada. so excited to have y'all here today we have so many people around the country and around the world listening to this podcast and i am so excited to share this first episode with y'all i just want to open my heart and share my testimony in this episode and i hope this impacts somebody i hope this testimony touches someone's life and encourages them wherever they are Without further ado, let's get right into it. Sometimes I wonder how many people in church are not going to make it to heaven. Not because they didn't want to, but maybe because they were just misinformed or they didn't have clarity to a question. Growing up in school, kids never really asked questions. It seemed like the only people that really asked questions were the smart kids. Everyone else just wanted the class to be over and they just wanted to go home. I'm sure some of us know that feeling. But coming time to taking the test, some of those people 
that never really asked questions and didn't get clarification on how to solve the problem found themselves in a panic. Some kids just picked it up real fast. Others were just really good at the process of elimination. Others were really good guessers, and just a small few had to pray. And when that didn't work, then they were just cheat. I'm sure we could all fit into one of these categories of people. But no matter what category you fall into, every single person wanted to pass that test and graduate. I see humanity the same way. No one wants to fail in life and go to hell. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, what about those murderers? Or those people that say they want to go to hell? I can also ask if they've ever experienced the love of God or been exposed to his word. Some people also think they deserve to go to hell because of their life choices. But just because they say they deserve it does not mean they truly want it. People that say they want to go to hell don't truly understand what they are saying. Maybe they've never had clarity of the severity of going to hell for eternity. There might be some of us that made fun of Christians before we came to Christ, but now that we have a greater understanding of what we know, now we know what we didn't know before we came to Christ. I'm sure some of those believers wouldn't say the same thing after knowing Christ and giving their life to Christ. I said all that to say this, that no one wants to go to hell if they only knew what awaited them. I believe one of the reasons why someone make it to heaven is because they're too scared to ask for help. Every single person has a story, and someone is always going to have a harder life than you. And we are all broken people, and we all have the scars to prove it. Our culture has taught us to believe everything we hear and see. We have been programmed to not think for ourselves or question truth. And sometimes we're just too scared to ask questions. Because we don't want to be rude or sound dumb or may, maybe end up feeling shameful because we haven't been living right. The enemy does not want you to speak up. Because he knows once you do, the truth shall set you free. The enemy would rather take you down in secret without making a sound, without creating a big commotion. The story of the lost coin is a story some can relate to. In Luke 15, 8-10 it says, Or what a woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one, coin does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it and when she finds it she calls together her friends and neighbors saying rejoice with me for i have found the coin that i had lost just so i tell you there is joy before the angels of god over one sinner who repents this story always resonated with me because i was that lost coin in the father's house at times it felt like no one was looking for me maybe they just forgot about me it is so encouraging to me to hear that God is prompting other ministers in the body of Christ to talk about the subjects and topics that he's put on my heart. I was excited to hear Ricky's passion for digging into the practical basics of walking with God and busting the myth that the Holy Ghost will magically fix us the moment we surrender. I know many people will be blessed by his podcast. I hope you go check out The Threshing Floor. We have links in the show notes for you to listen and subscribe and to follow him on social media. On Instagram, he's at Threshing Floor Podcast, all one word. If you know someone who would be blessed by the Threshing Floor or by Good Question, I hope you'll share this episode with them. And then come over to social media and say hi. You can find us on Instagram at Good Question Show and I'm at Jessica Tandera. That's Jessica T, as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. 
You can also find our Facebook page by searching Good Question with Jessica Tander at Podcast. If you'd like to send us an email, our email address is goodquestionshow at gmail.com. This podcast is a production of Good Question Media and is produced and hosted by me, Jessica Tanderup, my co-producer, editor, and the man who is going to rid our entire house of clickable pins if I don't stop playing with them during recordings is my husband, Dave Tanderup. Our audio engineer is Josh Powalczyk. That's it for this week. We will be back here next Tuesday with another good question. See y'all then.